TCU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. All right, welcome in. Hoist the colors on this Tuesday, January 30th edition of the show. It's been a fun week already. We've already had ECU senior defensive lineman Elijah Morris on the program. Had a great interview with him yesterday on the show and very excited about today's guest. He is new East Carolina quarterback, Caden Hauser. He's in studio via Team Boneyard. Caden, how's it going, man? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we'll get to some uh, some questions from the fans throughout the next hour as we'll visit with Caden uh, here in studio. And by way of Michigan State, by way of California and, and Vegas, we'll get into your background a little bit. We'll take some questions. We are live on YouTube, Facebook. If you got a question for us, drop it there, man. But we'll start with just how's Greenville, North Carolina? How's life and in, in, uh, ENC treating you? Yeah, Greenville's been treating me really good so far, um, just being able to get settled in and Meeting everybody around the facility, around the town, it's it's been great. Um, it's been a blessing to be here, and I'm excited just to continue my my experience in Greenville. We talked, you know, after your visit, and obviously you committed and everything. And you were like being far away from home. It wasn't really a, you know, I guess it's always a factor, but it wasn't like a decisive factor. You were looking for the best fit. So, kind of take us through. You, you know, you started out in Cali at least recently, and then you know you go to Michigan State and Michigan. Now you're in, in Greenville, North Carolina. So you kind of been all over the U.S. lately. Yeah, I have. Um, I've grew up West Coast my whole life. Was born in Vegas, raised in Vegas, and moved to California. So I've been on the West Coast my whole life, and. Um, was originally committed to Boise, then uh, decommitted and then recommitted to uh, Michigan State. So um, I'm kind of used to being away from home. I didn't think that was too big of a deal for me, just being away from home. Um, and just in my process, when I entered the portal, um, my goal was I wanted to be closer to home. But um, when this opportunity presented itself, I just felt like I couldn't pass up on this opportunity. So um, being able to commit to ECU and uh, stay here, I mean, it's, it's been great. And I'm really excited to get to work and start the season. What were your impressions of like East Carolina? Just you know, because there, there's people that grew up in the western part of this state that maybe don't have the right impression. But then coming, you know, being across the country and then coming here for the first time, like what did you maybe expect going in, and how did it maybe you know meet or surpass your expectations? Yeah, I, I didn't have, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I was in the Midwest for two years of college, so that was just like a different, different experience for me. But um, mo- like moving to North Carolina and just seeing going on my visit and seeing all that kind of stuff. Um, it was it was definitely different. Um, I feel like the the environment and just everything when I, when I moved it was it was really welcoming and um, I feel like Greenville has a bunch of life and people really love football and love this love this uh, university so it's been really good. Take us through that visit and kind of the recruiting process. John David Baker, of course, new OC, recruited you, reached out to you, kind of started it. Then you met Coach Houston, which I know you said made a big impact as well. So yeah. walk us through like what other schools did you hear from and then why why was ECU the best fit for you? Yeah, um, I really didn't know what to expect when I entered the portal. Um, I was expecting to go to like a big-time school just based off of um, – I played seven games and I had some film I played against a big-time opponent. So just going to that, I thought I was going to get um, some big-name schools. And I, I did. I, when I first entered the portal, I had a bunch of phone calls and stuff going on like that. And then just how everything played out, there were so many quarterbacks in the portal. So um, just the, the competition and all that kind of stuff, it, it kind of had like a little waiting game on myself and just my, my recruitment. Um and I wanted to make my decision sooner rather than later. I didn't want to drag it out. I just wanted to find the best situation for me. And um, 
you know, I had some, I had some business plans, some other schools and kind of fell through with other guys. And, um, I, ECU reached out the first day I was in the portal and I kind of kept in contact and I really didn't know much about ECU. And I, I kind of, I remember watching them on film when, cause you guys play Michigan and we play Michigan. So I remember watching them on film a little bit and, um, just kind of through that whole process, ECU really stayed consistent in the recruitment. And, um, I talked to coach Baker when he got hired, he flew out, saw me in Michigan. We sat down, had dinner, um, basically just talked through kind of where he sees me fit in the offense. And, um, after that kind of conversation, I felt that I wanted to go and go out and see it, went on the visit. Um, and then overall, just the visit went really well. Talked to Coach Houston and, um, just speaking with Coach Houston really sealed the deal for me because he's the type of guy I want to play for. Um, just with how he runs his team and his process and, um, how he coaches his players. So overall, this, this has been great. And, um, I feel like I'm in the best possible situation for me. Holden Aylers has said, you know, former ECU quarterback, I know y'all talked a little bit that last year was a two and 10 team, but it's not a two and 10 program. And kind of, do you feel that way too? Like coming in, they, they, they just struggled on offense last year. I mean, there's no secret, but the defense was good. The, the kind of the culture is here. I say kind of it is here based on Coach Houston's background. So do you kind of feel that as well? Like, Maybe record-wise, it doesn't look good on paper, but like it, you know, the program is in stable hands. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look good on paper. I didn't really notice that when I right. first committed. Um, but I just know the history of when I look back at ECU, like bowl games, and I know Coach Houston's a winner at every program he's been at. And um, I've even talked with Holton too, just kind of the games he's been through and so many years he's been here, just how many wins they've been able to put up in bowl games, stuff like that. So I knew it was there. It was just the last season was just kind of a just kind of a fluke, like tough season. So. Um, trying to get back to winning bowl games and winning the conference. You guys are going through winter workouts now. We had Elijah in here. You know, He's a fifth-year senior. He's been here the whole way. So he's been through this before. This is your first time at ECU going through it. So kind of what's it like this time of year trying to really bond with your teammates and create those relationships that are going to you know be so critical on the field? Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest part of um, moving schools and being a leader. So um, when, I, when I was at Michigan State, I was kind of thrown into a leadership role being the starting quarterback. And um, I wanted to transfer that over to ECU and my experience here. So you can't just walk in and boss guys around and expect to be the leader. You have to earn people's trust. And that's, that's why I feel it's important to, uh, to bond with the guys and get to know people. I, my goal right now is to learn everybody's name by the end of this week. And um, when I came on my visit, Eli was the first, one of the first guys I talked to. So, and um, just talking with him, he's a really good guy, really good work ethic. And I was able to see that in the weight room once we started these workouts. So, that's a guy that I want to emulate my work work ethic after, and um, that's the type of leader I want to be for this team. And you, I remember you talked about you want to be kind of the leader. So, and you touched on it there a little bit, but like it's got to be hard to come in and and I don't know start leading right away from a bunch of guys who don't know you. And I know that they're obviously probably looking for leadership offensively as well. So, what's that process like? Is it just do you put your head down and like work as hard as possible to earn the respect this time of year, or do you try to? You know, pick up you know pick up little things here and there from guys like Elijah to kind of fall onto as well. Yeah, I think it's two things. I think it's one you have to come in and work your tail off every single day. So that's kind of been my mentality going into these workouts. This is giving everything I have just to show the team that this is what I'm here for and this is my work ethic and um, this is what I'm going to bring every single day. And then the other thing is also just talking with guys, just getting to know people, um, being able to like when I first got here, I created a group chat with receivers and I just wanted to get everyone. Um, familiarize with them with each other and going out and throwing and stuff like that and then also just having the o-line get together and do that kind of thing just getting to know everyone on a personal level so that when the leadership does come into play 
that I'm able to relate them on a personal level, and it just makes that that process a whole lot better. Yeah, you had the uh, the O line and the big guys over what to watch some of the playoffs recently. Yeah. So how, how did that go? By the way, shout out to Basil's, who's yeah, a sponsor of this show, and you know they hooked you up with some uh, some grub and the guys some grub that day. So how did that go? It went really good. Um, There's some guys on the O line I haven't even met yet, and I invited them over just to get to know them. I I talked to Parker a little bit. He's one of the better leaders on the team for sure so um having him help me set that up and just getting to know everyone um was really good so now i now i walk to the facility i know everyone by name and it's it's really good and that way when i go into workouts and i can relate to guys i know what they're about and they know what i'm about so it's good and this time of year obviously no coaches y'all will start mat drills soon enough when they get off yeah. the road recruiting that'll be fun but uh you know, do you try to take initiative throw with the receivers and guys on your own as well to kind of create that time and that sort of stuff this time of year? 100%. Um, yeah, as I said, I, I created a group chat with a lot of these guys. I put all the quarterbacks, put all the receivers in there, and I was just like, hey, guys, like, this is the time now we got to start building chemistry, and it's going to translate and it's going to show um, in fall and fall camp and when the season starts that we've been working since January. So I made an effort just to even just have them go out and catch, like not run routes, just kind of save their legs. And then also on weekends, we're not doing anything, go out and run routes and get everyone together. And even that, just it's not even about the throwing, it's just being together as a team and as an offense. Um, I think that's really important just at this time when we're not really doing much. All right, let's go into some of your background for ECU fans who are, aren't familiar with your prior to ECU story. So out of high school, you, were, you started in Vegas, and then COVID happened. You moved to, to California, you go to St. John Bosco Prep, and I was reading, you, you basically split time because it's a powerhouse program for the yeah. people who don't know. So take us through kind of your high school days, what led you out to California and playing for St. John uh, Bosco. Yeah, I mean, I was in Vegas. I was playing football in Vegas, and then with everything that happened with COVID, um, I felt that Vegas was going to shut down for the season, and, and my recruitment right at that point, I felt like I needed to play in my junior year. So um, just making out the transition to California, um, looked at a couple schools, settled on a St. John Bosco. DJ just left Bosco, so um, there was there was an opening there. And um, I knew how to come in and compete. It was at the time they were the number one program in the country, and I felt like at my skill set, I I knew in my heart that I could I could work to be the starter there. And um, they had another quarterback, Pierce Clarkson, um, really good friends with them to this day. Um, we were able to compete, and the coaches felt that it was best that we split time. So throughout that experience, I mean, I split time. We literally rotated every single drive, um, and that was different. I I I was wasn't really ready for that, but. Um, it was a good experience for me just learning how to go in every day and compete and understand that nothing's nothing's given to you and nothing's just for sure. Um, so I feel like I've been able to compete my whole high school career, and then I felt like my, my experience at St. John Bosco was, was amazing. It was all-boys school. Um, but going in and playing in the top, in my opinion, the top um, high school league in the country was definitely a, an experience for me. And um, playing schools like Modern Day and these schools that are top programs was Definitely an experience that led me to go to Michigan State and just have experiences like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand with that. And then Pierce, he's at Louisville now, yep. correct? So uh, waiting for his time, obviously really talented quarterback. And you also participated in the Elite 11. So take us through that experience. And uh, Kenny, one of your family friends who I texted with, he shot me some video. There were some big names at that event. It looked like an awesome experience. So take us through that a little bit. Yeah, I felt like at the time um, – my recruitment wasn't going the way I wanted, and ever since I was a kid, I was watching the Elite 11 with like C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and all these guys that are in the NFL killing it right now, and being in the Elite 11 was definitely a goal for, for me, for sure. So the way it happens is they go out to um, different areas around the country, maybe like 10 or 12 places around the country, and they had a camp in L.A., and um, I was a junior in high school. I was committed to Boise State, and I felt like this was a, an important time for me just to go out and um, 
really just prove to everybody with the competition around me that I can do this. I'm at this level. So um, I went into that camp and I just I gave it everything I got. Um, competed with some of the top guys in the country, and um, it was only me and me and Malik Murphy who got the invite to go to the 11 at the LA camp. So that was a huge deal for me. And then eventually going to the camp and competing against top guys um, in my class was was something that was really cool. Just to be able to compete with like at that level, and um, that whole experience was something that I was really cool for me. And I, I'm so happy that I did that, and I ended up making the 11. So it, it was really good for me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that process. And I was watching the the video, and so what? You, would you finish tied for the top spot, and you kind of had like a throw off at the end? Yeah, we have like they call it a pro day. So yeah. basically, you go down the whole field 100 yards, and you do every throw in football. You do an outcut, you do a slant, you do a post, you do a basic, you do all these all these types of throws. And basically, they just rate your. They have someone with a clipboard out there, and they rate your accuracy. So if you put it on his face, that's a three. If you miss it like a little behind, it's a two. If you throw it in the dirt, it's a one. So um, I knew this was an opportunity that. I felt like in my my game I could I'm really accurate and I felt like this is my chance to kind of prove myself. So I went into that and I just let it all loose and um, I ended up. I, I, apparently that's what they said is that I got the <laughs> highest score. I tied with C.J. Stroud or whatever. So um, that was that was a really cool experience for me and just being in, in, in that environment with the guys around me supporting me was was awesome. I know we had a question from a fan uh, a little later on, but we can go ahead and ask you now. He, he kind of wanted to know what do you take from that event that you maybe still apply to this day as from the Elite Eleven event. Um, I feel like the biggest thing is just with there were so many guys there that were in the Elite Eleven that were the coaches there, and they were players like DTR and different guys that had um, had experiences at that level and then going to play big-time colleges. So um, just being able to talk with them and telling their experience and how to – I was just ready to go to college, so I was just talking to them, um, asking them questions, kind of how to approach that whole thing, and um, I just got some really good insight from them. He is Caden Hauser. Let's get our first break in. We'll come back. We will uh, touch on the Pirate offense and a little bit more of his relationship with John David Baker. Goals for that going forward as spring ball gets closer, and then we'll get into some of the questions as well from fans. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. What's happening, man? What's happening? Tell me. What's happening? Every ECU fan's one stop for all things ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back in. Hoist the Colors, Tuesday, January 30th edition of the show. Caden Hauser in studio, new East Carolina quarterback by way of Michigan State. Uh, courtesy Team Boneyard today. I gotta ask you too, what is, what is Team Boneyard? And I know you're, you're partnered with Bagel Man as well. Uh, what, what do those two opportunities kind of mean to you? You know, coming in as a new student athlete, but great NIL opportunities. Yeah, I feel like the NIL here is, uh, is really good. Um, I feel like they take care of their players for sure. Um, it's really structured and, um, it's, it's been really good. Just having the opportunity with Bagel Man and also being some of the guys behind Team Boneyard, it, it, they've been a blessing for sure. And just being able to go out and work hard for them because they've been supporting us and, our team, so it's been really good. Caden Hauser with us, uh, Team Boneyard today. All right, we'll get into some of these questions from fans here shortly. I want to ask, uh, we, we touched on it a little bit, but with John David Baker and kind of his vision for this offense, I know that played a big role in, in getting you here too. You told me you want to put up some numbers and kind of play in that sort of offense. So how much did that appeal to you? Yeah, I mean, I came from a pro-style offense, so really run heavy, um, play-action type of stuff. Um, I wasn't throwing 30, 40 times a game. I was throwing maybe like 15 to 20, hand the ball off. Um, and then I kind of ran the show just making checks and all that kind of stuff and really slow-paced offense. I mean, it's that's what you do in the pros, but um, it really wasn't working out just with the guys that we had. So 
being able to play in an offense um, like Baker's is going to be something that's going to be really good for the quarterback and the receivers. Um, I'm looking to throw 40, 50 times a game, really move the ball down the field, go really fast-paced, and um, just catch the defense off guard. And um, just with him talking, he came from Ole Miss, so watching Ole Miss film and seeing all the success that they had and the numbers they put up um, is something that's really exciting, and I, I can't wait to go out and execute it. So. It, it seems like tempo will be a big part, you know, going fast and, you know, obviously running the ball will be key, but throwing the ball as well. And uh, is that something, too, like you're looking forward to maybe keeping the defense on its heels a little bit more so than, like, letting the defense dictate how the game goes, that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, just being able to just go into a game and be able to just focus on getting the ball to your receivers and not really thinking too much about the defense because – the, the process of this offense is hoping that the defense is not going to be ready to go and just catch them off guard. So being able to have that and walking into a game and um, just put up a bunch of numbers, something I'm looking forward to doing. What is it like this time of year? You know, the coaches can't be on the field working with you guys. So have you had a chance to even, like, look at any plays yet, or is it more just kind of like, you know, get again, working out, and then that will come in spring ball? Yeah, we kind of started that process. They gave us a couple things to work on. Um, getting the first couple installs is kind of sending it over to us. Um but yeah, it's been good. I, I feel like it's it's really easy to pick up on. It's going to be really good for our guys to understand and execute. So um, yeah, it's, the coach is on the road right now for one more week. But um, being able to do that kind of stuff on our own and uh, get to review it on our own is something that's going to be helpful when we go into spring ball. And spring ball is always it's always important. But I mean, this year with yourself coming in, obviously Jake Garcia coming in as well. You know, the other quarterback transfer, the other transfers, and meshing it all together in the spring. Like, what do you feel like? I mean, you've been through spring before, but this seems like it'll be like really intense almost. Yeah, I've I've had experience with spring ball, so I know what it what it takes. Um, it's definitely they're throwing everything at you, 100 miles an hour. It's a new offense, um, and it's it's going to be intense. It's going to be really competitive, and um, I feel like I've been in that environment before, all the way back to high school. So I feel like going into that, I'm going to be re- ready and prepared as, as I possibly can, and also just bringing along guys with me. Um, doing some extra work, watching film with some guys, and just going over the playbooks to make sure I was on the same page. Last year at Michigan State, I want to ask too. Like, I mean, that was a tough situation for any quarterback, any player to be in, and you, you know, kind of had to wear it for a little bit with the Mel Tucker situation, with guys maybe a foot out of the program already. What did you learn from that experience, adversity facing that, and, and facing some really good defenses along the way too? Yeah, that was something I've, I've never experienced before, so that was definitely new for me. Um, just to kind. Of, the type of guy that I am. I'm pretty laid back. Um, not really the most vocal guy, but um, I definitely wanted to grow in that area. And with that experience, um, I was thrown into a leadership role when I became the starter halfway through the season, played seven games, and um, coach got fired. And then it almost felt like the the train was falling off the rails a little bit. And I knew in my position that um, I needed to be a leader for these guys. I didn't want to let my teammates down by, I don't know, like putting my tail between my legs and not going out and giving everything I got. So um, I definitely grew a lot in that area, just being a vocal leader and um, <clears throat> just looking out for my guys and just going in every day with positive energy and motivating guys to salvage the season. We even put some wins up, and um, I feel like in that process, I, I grew as a leader and I grew as a <clears throat> as a quarterback. And um, that experience was tough, but it was it was good for me because I learned so much about how to deal with adversity and how to come back from something like that, and also just being a light for some guys that may be going through some some tough times. So. Overall, I thought that experience was definitely a learning process, and I'm excited to bring what I learned here to ECU and be a leader for this team. Caden Hauser with us. Let's get into some of these questions. And ECU Pirate 1988, by the way, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, if you want to drop one there as well. Uh, speaking of that, um, 
Johnny Robertson had a question pertaining to the Michigan State situation. He says, watching those games, it seemed like you rarely had a clean pocket to throw from. Do you feel like that experience may serve you well in the future, just dealing with, you know, having to deal with pressure? I mean, that's part of being a quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, in high school, we had the best O-line in the country, so I sat back there for 10 to 12 seconds every play, just being able to dice up down the field. But um, that experience, I mean, it was just tough. We, we played against the top defense in the country, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Like, it, it was just tough. And um, – that that environment was chaos. Um, being able to stay calm in chaos was something I learned in that experience, and um, even put some drives together when that's all going on is something that um, I grew in as a quarterback, and um, that'll definitely help me go into this this next chapter. Uh, ECU Pirate 1988. <clears throat> how are the player workouts going? And we kind of touched about this earlier. It says getting the playbook and timing down with the receivers. Like when you are throwing this early. How long does it take to get that timing down? It's got to take a while, right? It takes a little bit because everyone's a little different, and we don't really know how to run the routes yet. It's a new offense, so um, we're not going out and killing these guys, going full-speed routes. Like we're, we're taking our time and really understanding what we have to do. And even just not even running routes, just spot catching, just getting the areas down on the field. And also with the workouts, just um, not trying to kill our body, um, just going out and going to the weight room and starting off slow and getting teaching everybody. And then once once we get everyone in the building, everyone knows what we have to do, then that we can ramp it up before spring ball and get – Get good. So, uh, Inville Pirate nineteen eighty two says, "Had you heard anything about ECU before you entered the portal?" Uh, I heard a little bit. Um, I remember watching. Uh, I remember watching just some of, some of the games on film, so I kind of saw that. I didn't really know like the schedule or anything what happened last season. Um, but once I entered the portal, uh, I got hit up by some of the recruiters and some of the coaches, so I kind of did some research. Um, I actually, I always tell the story. I, well, as soon as I, ECU hit me up, I kind of did some research, and I, I looked at the NC State game when Holton was playing, and mm-hmm. um, just looking at the atmosphere of that game was something that was really intriguing to me because I know once once the team's good against a good rivalry like that, um, they can pack it. So that was just an experience that I want to play for, and it was really intriguing to me once I made my decision. There's definitely nothing like Dowdy when, it, when it's full and rocking. Uh, yeah. Somebody also asked, what impressed you the most on your official visit to East Carolina, and then what surprised you the most? Um, what impressed me the most was um, when you when you go from like a like a Big Ten school, you think that when you drop down to American, like it's going to be that much of a drop off. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be ready for this, but it's really not that not that much of a difference. Um, that's what impressed me the most is just how in tune like the facilities and the coaches are, and all the all the amenities around the school. It's it's top notch and it's it's a big time program. So that's something that really impressed me. Um, what was the second part of that? Sorry. What surprised you the most, if anything? Um, I feel like the the fan base surprised me the most. I didn't realize how much people love football down here in, in Greenville. So um, being able to see the fan base and ha- their love for ECU football is something that is exciting to play for, and I can't wait to go out on that field and play. Uh, somebody wants to know, what current or former NFL quarterback do you feel resembles your game the most, if any? I would say Justin Herbert. Um, I was an Oregon fan growing up, and then watching him play at Oregon and just seeing his play style is something that I emulate my game after. I feel like we're both a big guy that can um, – huge arm that can put the ball anywhere on the field. So that's kind of where I – that's where I emulate my game after. All right, Tarboro Bill, a little tongue-in-cheek here. He says, what's the total number of touchdowns you're going to throw for when ECU wins the national championship? This coming in season? the season or in the game? I guess he's saying in the game. I don't know, do you even like, uh, as far as like a season number, do you even have a goal, or is that something where it just it happens? What's the record at ECU? Does anyone know? Gosh. High 30s. I want to break records. Shane Carden, whatever he's got. <clears throat> we got a live studio audience with Hank Hinton. Hopefully 30-plus. So he'll look it up. Shane had to hit 30 plus, so we'll let we'll let let you know. Uh, Matt on Hoist the Color says, "What are the major differences you see coming from a Big Ten school 
to ECU in Greenville. He says whether that's facilities, support, campus, community. You touched a little bit there, uh, but any differences, or is it football is football? I mean, the campus is a little bit smaller. That's all I can really say. It's just a little bit smaller. But, I mean, as far as, like, the athletic facilities and all the amenities you have within the program, it's not that big of a difference. And um, I feel like this is a big-time program. So. Philip Pilkington behind the glass. He says 37 by Dominic Davis. 37. Do you know the year on that, Philip? 2010. So that was Ruff Manil's first year. Lincoln Riley's first year as ECUOC. 37 touchdowns. You think you got it in you? I think my goal is 38 now. <laughs> there you go. That's my goal. There we go. Okay, Hank says Shane Carden did 33 and 30 under uh, the rough Lincoln era as well. So definitely got to get above 30. Yeah, 30, I think above 30 is good for okay. now. So we got the, the goal set on that. Uh, Pirate Treasure NC on Hoist the Color said, what is the first thing you wanted to check out at ECU when you visited? Um, Which I guess they kind of guide you on those tours, but was there anything that you were really, really looking forward to? Well, I did some research. I saw the, I heard the baseball is like amazing, so I wanted to check out the facility. I wanted to see the jungle. So I, I drove through that. It was pretty cool. I, I can't wait to see it when it's like actually like live and there's games going on. So that's definitely something I wanted to check out. I, I saw it was pretty cool. And you've been to a basketball game, so now you got to go to baseball. So that'll be fun. It's, it's always cool to me because the, the football practice field is right up against the baseball field. Yeah. So when you are practicing in the spring, you'll be hearing like the national anthem in the game. Somebody will hit a home run on the field, so it'll be That'd a be cool sweet. experience. Um, hopefully, nobody gets hit by the baseball. Um, what non ECU things in the Greenville area, North Carolina, do you want to check out? So um, any uh, food spots or something like that? Yeah, I mean. I wanted. What was the place I wanted to check out? I checked out a couple places so far. Um, there's this hot chicken place that all the team is going to. It's like two five two oh, hot, hot chicken. chicken yeah. yeah, I want to try that out. Um, I've tried. Like I, I went to uh, I went to cookout already. I've been to uh, Pirates Deli. I've been to a couple places. So somebody said, "Have you been to Bojangles yet?" Which is no, I haven't. I I want to. <laughs> that's on my that's on my bucket list. I have a bucket list on my phone. All the places I want to okay. go to. So. Yeah, we don't have Bojangles out west or in the Midwest, so I want to check it out for sure. Yeah, definitely got to check that out. And they took you to Sup Dogs, obviously, oh, yeah. on the visit. How did uh, how did that experience go? Did that help sell you? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but uh, no, it was good. It, the food's amazing there, and um, speaking with the owner and stuff, too, it, it's, it's a really good spot. But, yeah, that was a little bit of my decision. I'm not going to say that's why I came to ECU, but... Subdogs, a popular recruiting spot. They do a great job supporting ECU, man. Uh, do an awesome job. Also, Crush Vodka, be here soon enough. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll run through more of these questions with Kate and Hauser. And, uh, again, if you got any on YouTube, Facebook, drop them there. We'll get to them before the hour is up. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. Everything you need to know in the world of ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, we're back here. Hoist the Colors, 94.3 The Game. Caton's getting the chance to meet everybody in Interbanks Media. So, uh, always good. we got we still got a live studio audience. Hank, how's it going over there, man? You doing good? Hanging He's hanging in there post-foot surgery. Trying to get back to walking. All right, Philip Pilkington behind the glass. Caton Hauser in studio. All right, again, questions, drop them here. And uh, we had a question earlier. You kind of touched on this. Somebody, Robert, wants to know, are you a baseball fan? So you will be going to Clark LeClaire Stadium at some point in the spring. Are you a baseball yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm an Angels fan, so okay. I saw Otani left, and I'm like still upset about that. <laughs> but now I'm excited to go see some ECU baseball games and pack the jungle. I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, so okay. uh, we, we can be rival baseball okay, fans, cool. I guess. Um, all right, Josh Jackson says, Cookout, Parker's Barbecue, Bees Barbecue. So you you have been to Cookout. 
Yeah, I've been and you're going to try to go to some of those barbecue spots as well. Yeah, probably. I heard the barbecue down here is really good. I haven't tried it yet, so Eastern North Carolina the, uh, barbecue, it's good, sweet. Yeah, there's plenty of spots around here. Uh, Robert also says, are you into fishing or the beach? So we were talking before during the break. Like, have you been anywhere around Greenville? That's kind of on your bucket list too, right? Yeah, definitely on my bucket list. Um, being from California, I was I live like 15 minutes from the beach, so I'm always down by the beach and. Um, I'm into fishing, fishing too. I was fishing up in Michigan um, a little bit, so I got to see some spots down here where you can go fish. Yeah, there's a lot of fresh water, salt water. Sweet. It's a lot of good, good spots around here. Um, all right, so Pirate Backer on Hoist the Colors, <clears throat> he wants to know who in the wide receiver or tight end room have impressed you, whether it be workouts or just kind of throwing with them. Um, I feel like Chase, Chase has been, um, been the most. I feel like. As far as like a leader and his work ethic, um, especially when he has to deal with bringing other receivers in, just how he's approached it all and um, his work ethic and seeing his ability is something that I really admire. So I like Chase Soul for sure. Yeah, he had a great freshman year last year. Uh, Pirate Backer also wants to know what are two to three most important intangibles that a college football quarterback must possess, in your opinion, to kind of effectively lead an offense. So what do you feel like are some important factors there? Um, Okay, let me think. So I think one is consistency, and I feel like along with that is accuracy. So being consistent and also being accurate is kind of in line, just being consistently accurate. Um, I feel like being calm and chaos is another thing, too. Um, when um, stuff starts going bad and the team's starting unfolding, like how are you going to react to that? And then also I feel like you have to have the best work ethic on the team. I feel like you have to do the extra do the extra work and um, just have everyone in the team know that you're the hardest worker on the team and that, have everyone fight for you when you're on the field. So those are the three things for sure. And some of this stuff you you can try and prepare for, but it's almost like you have to go through, you know, the games in the fall or even like in preseason camp when it's going to be, you know, the the bad part about Eastern North Carolina will be 105 degrees and sweaty in camp at times. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you have to go through those things. You, you can prepare and try to prepare, but isn't something you have to experience with your teammates too? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can make practice as game-like as possible and make it really intense and competitive, but there's nothing like in the game when you're down and you need to come back and have a game-winning drive and you need to rally your team together. So I feel like those experiences really bring a team together. All right, biggest difference or adjustment being in the South versus California and Michigan? Humid. It's really humid here. Humid. Yeah, I'm still getting used to that. I feel like when it's like a hot day and I get out, I feel like I'm already sweating. Um, so that's probably like the biggest thing, honestly. Well, it's not going to get any better, I hate to tell <laughs> yeah. you. Um, what do you do well? Salty Dog 252 says, what do you do well and what are opportunities as a quarterback are you looking forward to improve on? Um, what I do well is um, I feel like I'm really accurate. Um, I feel like I can put the ball anywhere on the field. I have a live arm. Um and I've also grown in just extending plays to my feet. Um, I feel like I didn't do that much. I might start a career at Michigan State, and then once I kind of grew into that role, I felt more comfortable extending plays to my feet. So those are two things I feel like I do really well. Uh, he also – so this is an interesting question, and I don't know if you want to give the exact scenario, but he says, tell us about a personal failure. How do you handle it, you know, if or what, if anything, would you do different? So is there a moment that you remember, mm-hmm. whether it be time at Michigan State or prep ball or – you know, you, obviously, you play sports, you're going to fail regardless of what you're playing and kind of how you handled it. Do you remember anything that stands out? Yeah, the biggest thing was um, I went to fall camp and spring ball my second year, and um, I was looking to be the starter. And once the season started, um, they went with another guy for the starting job, so I kind of felt that I failed in that in that part. Um, there was definitely something that I could have improved, but also felt like I was ready for that role. And I knew that that 
that they made a, made a mistake. I felt like I, I was going to be the starter and I deserved to be the starter and um, they wanted to go a different route and I was okay with that. I just knew that once I got my opportunity, I wasn't going to let that pass up. So that was a failure and I feel like you can't you can't put your tail between your legs and you can't fold up when someone tells you something like that. you got to go into every situation like you're going to be the starter and that's what I did. I went to every game preparing like I was the starter, got some chances late in the game to go score, put, put some drives together and then eventually I became the starter. So I feel like that mental... That mental approach is something that's really important being a quarterback. And you, you guys, you know, not, we talked about if you committed, nothing's guaranteed. You, know, you got to go out and earn the, the job here. But you've been through this. Like, I mean, St. John Bosco, Michigan State. So, like, I'm guessing no competition you, you're going to run from. You're kind of embracing it, right? Yeah. I've competed my whole life, and it's nothing new to me. So I'm going to have to compete now. I'm going to have to compete later. Um, nothing's changed. So I feel like the, the approach is the same. It's just putting in the work right now. Uh, speaking of that Buck Nasty, great, uh, great skit from the Chappelle Show for those who have watched it on Hoist the Colors. We'll also know, have you, uh, spent any time with Jake Garcia yet? And, uh, do you have any, like, kind of friendly relationships with him or your competition? And, you know, what that dynamic is like when you guys are pushing each other? Yeah, um, I've been in a competition before and, um, you can't really not talk to the guy. You gotta be friendly with him. You're in the room every day with him. So, I mean, I've, I've known him since high school. We've, we've trained together sometimes, um, seen each other at camp. So we've known each other from the past. So being able to talk with him now and we both have the same goal. We both want to be a starting quarterback. So you can kind of work together and sharing the same goal. And, um, I've hung out with him a little bit, just throwing with the wideouts and stuff when he's come out, um, getting settled in. So I've had a little bit of time hanging out with him, but he's a really good player. I'm excited to compete. Two California guys compete for the job in Eastern North Carolina, right? It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you, and you, y'all have thrown together before, so y'all are, are familiar with with one another. Uh, do you have a go to item at Sup Dogs yet? Somebody wants to know. Yeah, I get the uh, pizza tots. Okay. Yeah, appetizer. I kind of switch up the the dinner order, but it's always pizza tots. Pizza tots. You can't can't beat that. Can't miss, yeah, you can't pass those up. Um, what were the main factors? Is uh, here, Mr. Juan wants to know what were the main factors that led to you hitting the portal versus sticking around at Michigan State? Obviously, with the new staff coming in, like was that ever a consideration at all? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really want to leave Michigan State. That's not what I had planned. Um, I felt like I I started seven games and I can go out and um, can grow on that success. And then obviously with the coach being fired, and I wanted to see the new staff they brought in, and it was Jonathan Smith of Oregon State, and they recruited me out of high school and all that kind of stuff, and just kind of where I stood with them. Um, I had a feeling they were going to bring their quarterback from Oregon State, so I didn't really feel that this was the best place for me to develop and grow. And um, I really wanted to just get a fresh start and go somewhere where um, the staff wanted me to be there and wanted me to compete for the job. So that's kind of what led to my decision. And, you you know, we talked about earlier, he wants to know what other schools reached out when you hit the portal. I remember when you were here, I heard rumors of Boise State trying to get you back. So what was it like? You were locked in on ECU, it felt like, but you had, you had familiarity with them already, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they reached out uh, kind of later, um, just kind of see if I want to go on a visit. And I already visited here, and I was already locked in here. So that was kind of later on. Early on, I got a couple schools. Like, I was going to go on a visit to Baylor, and that fell through. And then I was reaching out to Cal and ASU, stuff like schools like that. And then um, that kind of those kind of fell through. So, um Honestly, this is the this has felt like the best situation for me, and being here these couple of weeks, um, I'm really happy with my decision. I, I'm fired up to be a pirate. You know what your your major is going to be at this point, and uh, you know after football is done, obviously, hopefully, you have a great career after ECU. But do you do you have a plan for what you want to do professionally once that comes? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of business focused. Um, I'm still deciding between finance or economics right now. Just kind of see with my credits that transferred over, which one's going to be. Um, beneficial for me, but that's kind of where I'm out of business focus. Okay. Uh, how closely do you follow the transfer recruiting 
like when ECU was was landing guys, after, you were the first transfer to commit, and from my understanding, you kind of helped bring in some other guys. So, how closely did you follow that whole process and help recruit some other guys? Yeah, being being the quarterback, that's that's one of your jobs too, is being able to recruit guys and have guys come play for you. So, I knew there was a couple guys in limbo that were kind of deciding if they wanted to commit or not. So, once I made that decision and committed, I, I reached out to a couple guys that were kind of in limbo deciding if they wanted to commit or not and I kind of told them my, my experience and um, how I felt like they were going to fit in the offense and then and then lo and behold like we had a bunch of commits receiver commits a um, bunch of everybody a lot of people coming in and committing so um, I felt like the transfer portal like really worked out for ECU and um, we got some really good guys here really talented players you know talking with Winston Wright a little bit he he said you could help recruit him. Yep. Did, did y'all have a prior relationship or just kind of like bond over over messaging or what? Yeah he kind of reached out and asked me um Asked me where where I was thinking and what I was thinking when I was on my visit to ECU and his biggest thing is he wanted to play for play for a quarterback so he wanted to see which which quarterback was going to jump in and once I kind of told him that this is where I was going to end up um, we kind of talked and I didn't know him before um, we have a mutual friend Keon Coleman who was at Michigan State at Florida State so he kind of talked to him about me and um, I talked to him about Winston so we kind of made that connection and um, we felt that this would be the best place for us to go um, go and play so after talking with him and we're still really close right now and. Um, yeah, Winston's a really good dude. He's a really hard worker. Also, ECU adds, you know, Casey Kelly, tight end transfer. You know, they add, what, three, four receiver transfers, O-line transfers. So it's almost like they've kind of constructed a transfer portal offense. <laughs> but then also there's several guys coming back. So, you know, what's kind of that dynamic of trying to make those relationships work this this, this time of year as well and get, get everybody on the same page? I feel like everyone knows that nothing's given. Um even with the quarterback room, like I wasn't promised a starting job. I have to go and compete, and I feel like that's with every position, the O-line receivers. No one's promised a starting role, so everyone understands that they're going to have to come in and compete, so I feel like that creates a level ground where everyone knows they're on the same level and they're going to have to go compete and earn to play. All right, Kaden Hauser in studio with us again. Any final questions, drop them here. And uh, somebody wants me to tell you about Mike Trout having an ECU offer. So, oh, really? Uh, I guess yeah. You're an Angels fan, yeah. so he was committed and signed here. He didn't only have an offer; he was signed to play under Billy Goblin, and then of course huh. drafted in the first I round. I know that. So, are you, are you a big Trout guy as an Angels fan? Yeah, yeah. Growing up watching him, he's a hell of a player. He's awesome, man. Yeah. As much as he is tormented <laughs> yeah. by. Uh, See, I used to stay up all the time, like 10 o'clock start East Coast for the Mariners to yeah. play the Angels and just watch Trout hit bombs off my <laughs> my favorite team. Um, Kenny Curlin's with a suggestion as well. He says, uh, come over to downtown Washington. We will take you out to dinner and awesome live music. So that's another spot okay. around Greenville uh, that you can hit. Uh, he also says, welcome to Pirate Nation. Cannot wait to see you slinging the ball. Around the pick, uh, around the thick. Uh, Charles Askew says purple looks so much better than green. Now, what do you think of purple versus uh, the green you had on last? It's year? different. Um, I was not expecting to wear purple, but I'm embracing. I feel like I look good in purple, so we'll see. They somebody asked too. Do you have a favorite uniform combo yet for ECU? Like, I don't know. Do you like go back and look through the pictures, or do you have to wait to see what the uniforms look like this off season? No, when I came to my visit, you had obviously try on the uniform and stuff. Like, I'm not a big camera guy. Like, flashy. Right. Like, I'm not about that, but. They had all the uniforms laid out, so I got to kind of pick which which one I wanted. But um, I like this the traditional like purple with gold letters. I think that's sweet. And then also like the all blacks are amazing too. So they got some cool uniforms for sure. It is pirate themed, purple, black, and gold. You can do a lot of stuff with that. And looking yep. forward to seeing what they do this offseason. All right, Barry wants to know 
Uh, he says, first off, welcome to Pirate Nation. He says, best decision he ever made. Uh, what would you describe Coach Baker's offensive scheme as based on what you know about it at this point? So how would you kind of describe what he's told you about this offense? Um, high tempo, push the ball down the field, um, get the ball to your hands quick, and score a lot of points. There you go. Very simple. Simple but effective. All right, let's get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Again, any final questions you guys have for Mr. Hauser, drop them, and we'll get to them before the show is up. But uh, we'll be right back. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. We're live with Steve and Igo on 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Johnny Roger! Now, back to Hoist the Colors. All right, welcome back in. Hoist the Colors. It's been a fun hour with Caden Hauser, new East Carolina quarterback. Appreciate his time today. Also, thanks to Team Boneyard for hooking us up. By the way, donate teamboneyard.org for all of East Carolina's NIL help and doing a tremendous job with the student-athletes at ECU. Uh, Tony on YouTube says, Welcome to ECU, Caden. He says, Love the interview so far, and I'm just waiting to buy my season tickets again. Football season cannot come soon enough. Go Pirates. So That's how I feel. Yeah, yes. You're you're probably chomping at the bit, man. And I know, again, you all enjoy this time of year working out in the weight room, but, like, isn't it also kind of tempting when you're lifting and you get to see the field kind of right, right out there? Yeah, I've never had that field? before. Like, you're literally lifting, you're looking out, and you're seeing the field. You're like, I just want to go out there and play. I don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's definitely different for sure, but. Ready to press fast forward, but, hey, you got yeah. to keep it. No doubt. Got to keep it, Uh, you know, still a lot of days between. I think it's August 31st is the official kickoff date. Uh, Kenny Curlins on Facebook says, what's your go-to move? After a touchdown pass, hand the ball to the ref. Find my teammates. I don't really do all that showboat and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Do you, do you, some quarterbacks love to do all the dancing, but you're just kind of a let's just go on with the you know celebrate with your teammates. Yeah, I've always know. even with past coaches, just finding your teammates, celebrating with your teammates is really important to me. Um, so you can't do it all by yourself. So I don't think it's in my in my personal game. Just celebrating by myself is not really something I look forward to. I kind of like celebrating my teammates and. Not getting a penalty. What's the you know this time of year coming in and meeting new guys like? Are you trying to do similar deals to where you have that offensive line over for dinner? Like how do you how do you really get to know them? Because when you're working out, it's not like you can have a conversation. So yeah. is it more like after after hours? Or like when are y'all hanging out? Yeah, it's just like weekends when we don't have anything going on. Like if I'm just sitting in my house by myself, um, just not doing anything. Then. Um, just being like, hey guys, you want to go hang out? Like, I know everyone's not doing anything right now, so let's just right. go hang out and spend some time together. It's not even um, just trying to like have an event. It's just like spending time with each other, whether it's just like watching a game or going to get some food. Like, that's all it really is. Just um, just going to know each other. <clears throat> all right. So Vegas originally, then to California. Do you have a favorite NFL team? Um, Dallas Cowboys. Um, oh, my dad man. grew up a Cowboys fan, so I had no choice, unfortunately. Um, but I'm a Cowboys fan. So what happened in the playoffs? Um, same thing happens every year. We lose the first round and. I'm disappointed. That was tough, man. Yeah. Even as a as a non Cowboys fan, like I almost I almost felt bad for a second for you guys as Dallas fans, but yeah. And I remembered all the bandwagon fans. I'm like, uh, no, I don't, I yeah. Feel bad. I don't feel bad. I mean, we're <laughs> terrible, so it's fine. Uh, do you have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl with Niners Chiefs? Or are you just going to try and look for a good game? I'm like everyone else. I'm tired of the Chiefs. I want to see the Niners win. So 
I've got Chiefs fatigue as well. Again, Denver Broncos fan. I, I pick random teams, so don't yeah. ask. But uh, I'm tired of Mahomes and <laughs> Me too. the Chiefs. So I think it's kind of cool. Brock Purdy's like killing it too. So yeah. I want to see him kind of stick it to everybody. He's doing a he's doing an amazing job, and obviously yeah. he's got talent around him. But uh, the, you know, he's kind of the underdog story. So I always yeah. enjoy enjoy that. So that'll be fun. Super Bowl coming up. Any any tempting thoughts to go back to Vegas to watch the Super Bowl? Go back to your home, uh, a little bit, yeah. Area. I haven't been to Vegas in so long, um, but that would be cool if I go see it. But I don't think I'm gonna have time. So, right, yeah. That's a. Uh, have you been to that stadium yet? I have not. I've, I've drove by it before. Um, it looks I insane. Been man. Yeah, it's insane. It looks like a spaceship when you drive by it. And I'm just like, how how do we have money for this stuff? But I guess <laughs> I it's where our taxpayer dollars go. I don't know. Um, Caden Hauser and Stu got a couple more minutes with him today, and uh, again, uh, Kenny. Wants to know, do you have tattoos or none? I'm sitting beside you, so I can see you have a few. Yeah, tattoos. I have a couple. Any I'm to show them? I guess you could show them if you want to. Yeah, I got just like a palm tree with waves, just Southern California. And I got a Bible verse on my okay um, arm, and I got one on my hand too. So it's family over everything, FOE. So that's awesome. Are, I'm getting a couple more, so we'll see where that goes. But I got like three right now. Well, that, that, it's a good look, man. Like some people can't pull off. Ta- I don't know if I could pull off tattoos. I'm not a tattoo guy. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think they look good, man. Uh, Kenny says you're awesome. Go Cowboys. I disagree. Yes, but uh, a <laughs> few few minutes left with you, Caden. When you look at, uh, again, going into spring ball, what's most important for you guys as a team to really hone in on these next few months and then establish what you want to in the spring to, to have the season you're capable of? I think the biggest thing is establishing what our goals are um, and then build, building a plan to how we're going to achieve those goals. And um I feel like the biggest thing too is there was not a lot of leadership on the team last year, just with everything going going wrong. So I feel like finding players on the team that can help lead and um, bring everyone together along is really important. So that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I'm trying to um, have everyone else around me help do. How much are you looking forward to, to like having the coaches back? Because you kind of commit and you sign, you get to school, and then they're out on the road recruiting. Yeah. So it's like you'll probably have barely spent any time together. Yeah. I mean, I saw Houston once, like working out in the weight room, and that was like the first <laughs> time I saw him, and we talked for a little bit, but. Yeah, they're they're in and out, so it'll be nice when we get back. I mean, Matchels will start, so I don't know if I'm gonna like him that much, but um, yeah, it'll be good when they get back. No doubt, Coach Houston's looking pretty jacked these days. So is he getting an effort pretty good? He got after the weight when I was in there. Yeah, he was. I was like, dang, I didn't know he could <laughs> lift that kind of weight. Um, yeah, it was good. So mat drills will be huge. Uh, that'll be be fun to again do a lot of tough stuff with your teammates, but also develop that bond. John Carlson with a late question. He wants to know in and out. Fat burgers or islands? Are you familiar with all those places? Yep. In and out for sure. Islands is pretty good, but In and Out, In and Out's the way to go. So I've had In and Out. I don't know. I what do you get? I just got like I think the what number one or number two. Like it was really basic. Yeah, and it was You're all right. Three by three animal style. That's what I need to do. Yeah. I, see, I don't know the I don't know the right way. I have, no. you, you have to take me when I go yeah. out to Cali again. It's pretty basic, but it's good. Good. What is fat burgers? It's they just, just like a burger chain. Hamburger. And then Islands, is that another burger? It's just a restaurant. Yeah, they have good burgers there. Okay. Yeah. So, I uh, see, we're educating on Eastern North Carolina barbecue. I need to get educated on the, the California yeah. burgers. So, we'll do that sometime. All right. Appreciate everybody's questions. This has been awesome, man. Caton, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank this you so thing. much for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. been great. been great to get to know you, man. Looking forward to covering you in spring ball and uh won't be long now. Mid-March, we'll be here before we know it. So uh, thanks again, man. Thanks so much. Go Pirates. All right, there's Caden Hauser. That'll do it for Hoist the Colors on this Tuesday. Appreciate his time again. Thanks to Team Boneyard as well. Tomorrow we'll have Bobby Harward in studio talking Pirate football, Pirate hoops. 
Thursday, we got softball coach Shane Winkler coming in. Friday, we'll have Joey Football, Joe Sampson, in to talk about the Super Bowl. So exciting week ahead. Thanks again to Kaden Hauser. Appreciate Philip behind the glass. We'll see you tomorrow, 12 noon. Hoist the colors. This has been Hoist the Colors.